All right, ladies and gents, you know what time it is. This is never out of bounds. This is the place where your Second Amendment is protected as long as you got the facts. And this is your host, El Jamal, doing it big to start off the week. We got a chock full show as we normally do. So we're going to get it started right about this time with the world on the street. And without further ado, in case you didn't know, the trade war is continued. Yes, the, the U.S. government has decided to add uh import taxes to 5,000 more Chinese items, handbags, rice, textiles will all be taxed, and actually smartwatches as well. Now, tax, the taxes will take effect September the 24th at a 10% increase, and they will increase by up to 25% next year if there's no deal with between China and the U.S. Now, Trump is also threatening to add $267 billion worth of more tariffs on China. Chinese good, goods, and this would basically uh, subject all uh, products coming out of China uh, to be subject to new taxes. Now, China has created in the past, uh, in the recent past, has created subsidi subsidies and rules that force certain uh, for certain foreign businesses to cooperate with their local ones. Uh, the U.S. seems to have a problem with this. Why? I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I really don't know the reason behind it, uh, which is one of the, the main gripes that Trump's had about it. And he also j said just the, the way that they conduct international trade in general, they don't like. So, And there's no real specifics on their end, uh, at least on Trump's end or the, or the real conservative end, other than, you know, costs, I guess, all that. But uh, the, the, the goal... Uh, the overall goal of these tariffs is to make U.S. made products cheaper and it's encouraged, it's to, supposed to make people, uh, you know, want to buy American. My thing about that is, you know, how many industries do we really dominate? How many, you know, thousands of products do we really have that we can put on the shelves of American stores? So, you know, and I'm just sorry, you know, it's not like it's pre-World War II where we're a manufacturing hub. We're not the same uh, people. Um, we're not the same, you know, in industries anymore. So uh, it's not tech-related. So uh, we don't, you know, American goods is, is almost like a misnomer because, you know, outside of tech, outside of, uh, you know, that type of stuff, maybe, you know, financial things of that nature what real industries the u.s the, the the u.s have i mean of course we have cars and all that but uh i, I just don't know i, I don't have the I, oh I, for one i don't have the, the you know the global figures for a company like gm or something like that or one of our car companies but i know nike is a fairly not international brand but outside of that how many industries do we have to the point where we can just say well let's cut off you know you know, another country uh, from giving us goods, we'll just take her on our all our own. You know, I'm not too sure, you know, how we make up for that. Uh, farmers, manufacturers, re and this is why, and this is another thing that I want you guys to look out for here, is because I want you guys to understand who exactly the opposition is to all this stuff. I don't want you to just listen to my show and think, oh, well, everybody's beefing, everybody has an issue, you know, this is, you know, no, this is not just, you know, you know, all these people in the high places of power, you know, white, cis, male, or whoever dominated. No, this is uh, all different classes, all different type of, types of people. So when I say this fact right here, this is, I hope this, you know, puts kind of in your mind what you are up against uh, or what kind of, you know, where the working class, or at least the people like you and I, 
where we should stand or where we're currently standing, some of us at least. And farmers, manufacturers, retailers, and other industry groups oppose the new tariffs. Obviously, it makes sense. Uh, what it will do is, you know, it would cost a lot more for uh, these places to uh, hold these items, uh, these foreign items, sell these foreign items. So in, in turn, you, the, the consumer, you and I, the consumer, would have to pay more. Uh, whether, you know, uh, like I already said, rice, smartwatches, soon it will be everything that China produces, smartphones, so on and so forth. The little, you know, lightweight electronics that they produce now, you'd all be charged extra for them. You and I, the people who have to open up, you know, our wallets and, uh, you know, use our card, put our chip in the chip reader. Um, and, it, and it makes sense. Uh, it, it should uh, be a, a red sign. When the farmers, manufacturers, and retailers are against this, okay, these are the work. These are pretty much our workers. These are our working class. This is who they're comprised of, and they are taking a stand against this. This affects them. This affects us, and um, you know the the whole. Like I said, the whole U.S. made, you know, it's, it's a misnomer. Of course, I mean, of course, we have agriculture. I will give you that, but again, you know. Uh, in terms of these other products, including electro, especially the electronics field, uh, outside of Dell and maybe Apple, what do we have uh, that can keep up? We don't necessarily have the uh, capacity in terms of the, you know, just the, the 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 diverse set of companies for each of these fields that China or you know a country that we might end up beefing with in the future might have. So I think it's you know ill conceived. Uh, I think this is just you know a way. You know, in all reality, at the end of the day, you and I, the, the consumer, the taxpayer, has to pay, uh, regardless of what this guy may say on paper, no matter how good it might seem, uh, we still got to end up, we, you and I, have to end up paying for it. No, I'm not necessarily happy about it. I'm really disappointed, and I'm tired of having to pay because rich people want to be mad at each other. Now, the talks between the U.S. and China stopped in May, and all future attempts to have discussions have failed. Uh, of course, Trump is Trump side is, you know, being super positive. Oh, we're ready to talk. You know, we can always talk. Uh, but of course, nothing has actually happened. So uh, no, no real, uh, at least positive conclusion that I can see to it at the moment. So anything develops, you know, I'll definitely make sure I'll let you guys know. In other uh, national uh, national news, uh, we're going to talk some more about that Supreme Court drama. Now, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh will face the Senate next Monday to testify about allegations of sexual misconduct, uh, sexual assault he had in the 80s at a uh, at a frat party. Now, Christine uh, Blazy Ford, uh, Blazy Ford, excuse me, uh, reported to the Washington Post that she was pushed onto a bed and was held down. Uh, held down and had her mouth covered by Kavanaugh at a house party and he proceeded to you know sexually uh, touch her I don't, I don't think it ended up being rape but definitely uh, sexual misconduct uh, she will also be testifying at the court as we all know Trump and the rest of the conservatives they pretty much support this guy they're all for it uh, the Democrats as I, as I have already said they are against this man um, as far as you know the validity of this as far as i do know uh you know as far as i you know can check and you know as far as my expertise will allow me i will say that it's probably true 
my 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 next question will be again just like with you know Bill Cosby just like with all these other situations why does it take so long for this stuff to come out this could have been known this could have been known in the 80s or the 90s uh, we wait till he's pretty much in lock to be the nominee for Supreme Court uh, for Supreme Court justice now everybody wants to say oh well let's unleash his uh, you know, let's unleash his skeletons in his closet, and it makes it easier for somebody like Trump or somebody else from the uh, from the conservative side of things, excuse me, to sit there and say, well, you know, uh, the Democrats, you know, pretty much the Democrats kind of staged it or, you know, anything like that to anything to refute it. And it's hard because you don't want to be that person to refute a, a, a rape allegation or to make it seem less important. But you know, this could have been discussed. This could have been already out there. Uh, this could have, you know, disqualified him if that's what the grounds of this would be. Uh, does it change how I view about him? I've, I've already kind of mentioned about who, where he stood. He's pretty conservative. I believe, I want to say for a fact, he's anti Roe versus Wade. Uh, so if you're a feminist or a, you know, a female, I would look out for that. Uh, very conservative. I've heard he would be in favor of stripping numerous civil rights uh, type actions and stuff like that. So definitely on the, uh, the conservative end and because of their position and how long these positions last this is a lifetime position. This is not two or three or two, four, two to four years like a president or a senator or even a house representative. This is a lifelong position. So he will be here, uh, be in that position if he's uh, if everything goes falls through for him uh, he will be there for the rest of his life so that's that's some generations of you know politically leaning a, ju a judicial a politically uh, conservative leaning judicial branch and you know that will be hard for many groups of people it'll be it will put many people at a disadvantage so and uh, you know the, the Democrats do want an FBI uh, background investigation on him. Uh, again, I've already kind of stated before, I believe it was about a week or so ago, there is a lot of files that the uh, the Republicans and Trump himself has referring to this guy's career and just who he is, and they are not telling. Uh, this is probably why I do believe the Democrats do want an FBI background investigation, although they are in a way. Again and again, just because of the timing, it's easy. It will make it easy for a conservative to just say to just say that they're being salty, and uh, that's and that's my issue with you know just the timing. I think we could have been talked about it uh, if it was going to disqualify him, which you know I don't know. Maybe it should. Maybe it shouldn't. I'll let I'll let the Senate and those people involved with that if they're able to determine that he is in fact guilty uh, about what they want to do with that. I'll leave that to them. Uh, but they could have been talked about this this could have been established uh but you know and it was already known some people people have already known about this this is all just for you know the show you know uh it's for you know democrats can can uh look like they're you know active well certain parts you know certain certain democrats i think there's a lot of uh politicians i would say on both sides that aren't mainstream that are in the limelight that are actually doing their thing behind closed doors uh this is just for the ones that you know like the photo op the diane feinsteins uh the hillary clinton types and if we're talking conservative the marco rubio guys you know the guys that want to be the the photo op you know the guys that think they could be president uh whatever you know just for those guys you know and uh again 
this is this is serious business this is you know your you know your judicial branch they over they pretty much interpret the law for you and i so uh you know it is important and i i do believe they need to do their you know their due diligence in figuring out you know who this guy is but uh with that being said you know a case like this again i, I this this should have been you know known a while back <laughs> so uh we're gonna take a quick break when we come back uh it's been a while i said i was gonna do it a while back but i'm gonna do it tonight i want to talk a little bit about my uh my man mac miller uh his music meant a lot to me uh he's a young a young soul that went too too quickly and uh it's it suck it's, it really does suck so um We'll get we'll get right back to that, and uh, after that we'll be talking some football. We're gonna talk about what happened over the weekend, and also some Monday night action as well. All right, y'all, we'll be right back. All right, y'all, uh, we are back, and let's get right into this. Uh, for you, those of you who don't know, a lot of you guys do. I'm pretty sure you do. Uh, but we're recording artist Mac Miller passed away September the seventh. Uh, he was found dead at his house in Studio City, California, um, and the time of death was about 11.51 a.m. Now, the cause of death is still being determined. Uh, they're going to be doing a toxic, they're still in the process of a toxicology report, and this will take up to a month or six weeks. And the big thing about this that irks me is, uh, of all, he was 26 years old. That's one year younger than me. Uh, that's right in my area of peers. And, you know, if we would have been, lived in the same town or the same area together, we might have gone to the same school. So just just uh, it's just somebody that it just really resonates because it's somebody it's a closeness, you know, of age, uh, prob more likely probably a similar black background in some ways, of course, different in others. Uh, but just to see somebody in your age group, you know, who didn't seem to be um you know, out there in terms of, you know, riling up trouble, just making his art and focusing on that and uh, to see him, you know, his life in that way. It's or just see his life in that way, because there's really no determining, you know, there's nothing uh, there's there's no there's no uh, cause of death yet. Uh, apparently that they're saying is an overdose, uh, but I you know, because they found a white uh, powder at the scene and they also police also believe that there was you know evidence of drugs being taken away from the scene so on and so forth and it's hard to say you know definitely probably might have been a drug overdose but who was involved who was there uh people were at his home the night before and the day of you know him being found dead uh he was last seen alive the night beforehand and this is just so it's it's, it's a it's a messed up cycle because you know his girl, his ex-girlfriend, Demi Lovato, we all know about the drama, uh, you know, just her drama, her being involved in, you know, overdosing as well. And it didn't take her life. And, but it took this guy's life and his music, you know, was good. It was good music. It was good feeling music. It wasn't, you know, about, you know, certain, you know, pushing an agenda more. So somebody just, you know, understanding where he fit in the grand scheme of things. And it's sad because you figure somebody like him just because of the way, you know, he might have talked or the way his music sounded. Uh, he was, he would, you know, his disposition wouldn't be that way. But, you know, and that's just, and, and that's, maybe that's just, you know, 
the beauty of, of being in our generation or just the, the curse of it or whatever, you know, uh, with, you know, ex although I wasn't a fan of his music, still young as hell. And he's caught up in, in drama or we don't even know really on his end what happened kind of either. And, you know, they just end up dead. You know, it could have been a hit. Mac Miller could have been. It could have been a setup. Who the, who knows? It could have been Illuminati, you know, you know, snuff out. You know how they do. Mess around. Ariana goes big and goes platinum. You know they didn't. You know they didn't honor him at the at the Emmys. Yeah, I was cold. You know, and it just goes to show you, you know, really what is what is the bigger picture? What is our big purpose here? Is it just about making money? Is it about being with the prettiest girls? Obviously, he thought he probably had one of the prettiest girls. He got had, and she broke his heart. What is this all about? You know, is it all about getting high all the time? Is it all about, you know, doing the fun that we like to do? You know, I'm I'm glad I found you know an out an outlet with this this podcast. You know, that's something that gives me something to do. It gives me something to improve, and you know. I, if one thing I could give, and I you know, if I can give any type of advice to him or, you know, even where I'm at in my life, I'll probably, I'm not on the same level, of course, but just from a, from a way to, you know, to help ease, you know, just the, the peace of mind or, you know, advice on peace of mind, I would just tell him, find some, find that, find that avenue that really, you know, helps you unwind, that helps, you know, take the pain away. That's not necessarily abusive. Yeah, I smoke. That's why I'm glad. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, and I don't want to judge and I don't want to talk to, you know, down about, you know, drug use or anything like that. I smoke marijuana from time to time. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but even then, sometimes, you know, for certain people, it, it you know, it affects them in a negative way or puts them in a, you know, negative state of mind or a place of mind they don't want to be. And uh, I just know how these other drugs can be, could be, you know. And it's sad, you know, and then, you know, but that's, you know, I don't know if it's the, you know, just the, the, the liberalism of the past 20 or so years or anything like that. It's just, it just seems to be, let's just let it all hang out. No matter how good or how bad our life is, we could just all hang out and it's always fun. We can all, sometimes you have to buckle down and get serious. And, uh, you know, it's not a. You know, and I think what happens is people face that reality and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to be mature. They don't know how to, you know, just do, you know, and I'm blessed to have gone through, you know, some of the tragedies that I've gone through, personal, family, you know, I'm not glad, you know, on the surface, you know, in the moment it sucks, you know, of course there's pain and there's, you know, but there's always renewal. There's always rebuilding. And I think you can never, you can never, one thing you can't do, and one thing I advice that I will give to any and everybody is don't, don't ever just wake up and say there's no purpose. And get into a constant habit of that. Don't be a constant habit of being a downer. You want to be in a constant habit of being happy, being encourageable, at least, or having somebody uh, being able to, you know, encourage you, being, you know, being forthright. You know, it's not it's not easy, of course. You know, we have all these distractions, we have life, we have these drugs, but you know, they haven't gotten us anywhere. The lifestyle that a lot of us have been choosing to live for many years, we're seeing that it didn't work. And for some of us, 
for myself included for a second, it was hard to realize, hey, what I'm doing is is wrong. And, you know, this is how I can improve. A lot of us can't see that. A lot of us, we get shocked when we see that because we get desperate. We don't know. You know, we spend so much time of our lives living in such a way. Things start changing around us, you know, and then I'm pretty sure in his situation, he had the money and the fame and, you know, you get everything you want, you know, but at the end of the day, you're not even happy. You're, 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 you know, you have your money, you have, you know, the attention you need, but he wanted to, you know, chase that extra high. And I don't even want to say it was was him overdosing or he did it to us because you really don't know. It could have been somebody gave him a hot shot. You know, I won't I won't dispel that. You never know. You know, this was too random. And this was just too, you know, just out of the blue and just too just, you know, he's too young. I'm sorry. I, you know, and it's just when they when they're too young, when, when you listen to their music, you don't you don't sense that. That I need any so now no don't and it don't and don't, don't when I say this don't look at me like I'm don't 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 judge me and say I'm crazy or I'm fucked up for this but if this would have happened to somebody like Kid Cudi I'd have been fucked up just as fucked up but I'd be like well I get it you know he's I've heard his music I understand it he didn't get the, as much help as he could have in time that's really bad but somebody like Mac who you don't even who did who didn't even seem like that kind of guy, and of course, you know, I, I'm i not into the TMZ, I'm not into watching all the popular shit on, on TV, so I wouldn't, I really don't, I, did, I couldn't tell you what his disposition or what I could see from his disposition after the whole breakup with his girl and everything, and uh, sometimes those affect you, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to have a support system that includes, you know, family, extended family, close friends of 10 plus years. You know, that'll that'll see to it that yeah, I'm I'm comfortable, but if I, you know, mess up, they're there for me. They're there to, you know, check me or they're there to put me back together again. And those are the real ones. And, you know, he didn't have a lot of real ones around him, obviously. They let him go like that. You know, your man going through some problems, you should be in his ear. If I'm going through things, I've been going through things the past couple of weeks, my homies have been hitting me up. Everybody who means something, family, all that, those are the real ones. They've been hitting me up. The, the fake friends, the one that come every now and again, they here, there. I got one friend that blocked her number. Really? Really? So I get it. You know, there's a lot of fake people out there. So you got to be blessed and be grateful for the ones that are around you. And, uh, you know, the good, the good die way too young, you know, um, there was so much he probably could have done. And I think us as young men, you know, because there's, and I don't, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to single us out. I don't want to, I don't like when people single us out. But in reality, being men and being on the precipice, you know, where we're at and, you know, how we develop, you know, from my, from the teen guys and then to my young adult males, you know, grown men, grown ass men, my age, late twenties, early thirties, you know, it's, you know, it's time for a community, you know, we, we got to start holding each other accountable and being closer with each other. Of course, we ain't on no homo shit and that, you know, we don't even need to trip like that. That should be the last of our words. This is about friendship. This is about camaraderie. This is about making sure we're taken care of. Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. Maybe you just start with your real brother. If you ain't got no real brother, go for your, help out your friend. 
You know, you work with a younger, you know, cat at your job, put them on game about what they do at the job. Keep them on his toes. Make them understand this is how we do here. You see him at school, you pick him up. Hey, what's going on? He's on your on your team, your basketball team, your football team. Build him up. Let's build each other up. You know? Because it's obviously he didn't have the right community or the right system around him to help him see to it that, you know, yes, this happens, girls leave, or, you know, life gives you these, you know, hard obstacles, but you got to get through. And you just getting high all day and you, you know, mixing these drugs together ain't going to do it. We know a lot of brothers that will sip that lean all day. And they know it's killing them. Little, you know, Lil Wayne. Much as I dislike him as an artist, he's I, he's killing himself with his addiction. He's over here having seizures and shit, still sipping on that shit. And imagine if he dies, y'all gonna have a y'all gonna be tripping, but y'all gotta stop the promotion of that. We gotta we gotta work together to stop the promotion of that nonsense. And that's how I'm gonna leave it with that. We'll be right back, y'all. We're gonna come back with some football news. Like I said, we're gonna go over the uh, what happened over the weekend. We have a, a player retirement to announce. We have a trade to announce, and then we're gonna go over some Monday night football and some scores as well. And then we're gonna also uh, preview what we got planned for the rest of the week. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Hey, tell the baby, don't be scared. Yeah, baby, don't be scared. Now, little mama, don't be scared. Listen, shorty, don't be scared. Tell her, baby, don't be scared. Lil' mama, don't be scared. Don't be scared, hey, I tell her baby don't be scared The sign saying beware, my room stay smoky Go outside for some clean air All around the globe, I see these bitches in my shows Who invite me to their cribs, say they twisting up a old Bunch of haters on the internet, trust me I ain't finished yet I'ma take care of all of y'all like a gigapet People say I'm dead, I tell them that they just ain't living yet Excess weed, alcohol, hoes, and cigarettes Hockey player money, now I'm getting checks Dream come true, I get my cake and eat it too Spending all this money like Fuck it, uh -huh. the Jew who never budget It's just your happy side that you are not in touch with They knew I spit, didn't listen to me though That's exactly why they call and I ain't picking up the phone no. My pops wanna retire, he can't back out I'ma make a million dollars, take his ass out Hey, I know you feel right Make me sick it's all for the money, power and success Living life to the fullest on pursuit of happiness Yes, you wanna hate it, be my guest But you can't fuck with me when I'm at my best They keep asking me why, asking me why, asking me why Is this you? Yes, me, you should know that it's nothing new I just tell them that it's what I do I look, I'm yes, always smoking in a non-smoking room We be soaking up the fumes Do the opposite of everything they hoping that I do I was local for a few until they notice I'm the truth Now they loading up to shoot I'm in the open for your view Not ducking and dodging I tell them fuck it, I'm walking And if they come with a problem I'ma smile, tell them go ahead You got no bread Worry what your host said Think about the dream that you chasing Don't lose focus Progress, no stress Whatever happened, happen I'm laughing when we passing Cause my raps is bringing cash in I got a job, a career, I'm the talk of the year Look at myself and I fog up the mirror I'm hot and you not, you don't got what I brought to the table Advance you just basic cable Make this money, blow it all away That's what the fuck I call a day I guess it's all for the money, power and success Living life to the fullest on pursuit of happiness Yes, you wanna hate it, be my guest But you can't fuck with me when I'm at my best They keep asking me why, asking me why, asking me why is this you? Uh -huh. you? Yeah.
just tell them that it's what I do Yeah, it's what I do What? And it's the best day ever <laughs> It's that jazzy shit Hey, German, it's that jazzy shit, bruh Uh-huh, uh-huh It go on, it go on, it go on, it go on, it go on Hey, hey It go on, it go on, it go on, it go on End of the song, motherfucker need to light up your bomb, then I'm gone and you fall. Mm-hmm. Bitch, why don't you hop up in my car? We can take a ride to the stars in a spaceship. Me and you can get wasted. So yo, 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 what up, what up? This is your man. We about to wrap it up for tonight. We're going to talk some NFL news. And we're going to go over the scores real quick first. We'll start with everything that happened over the weekend. And the Chiefs beat the Steelers 42-37. to uh, They go up to 2 and zip on the season. They are currently in first place in the AFC West. As for the Steelers, they are 0 uh, with one loss. They have zero wins, one loss, and a tie. They tied in week one versus the Browns. And this was an interesting game in both ways, in a lot of different ways. Uh, so let's go over the stats real quick. Pat Mahomes had a second straight good game. Uh, he went 23-38, 326 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he added uh, 18. He had 18 carries, 75 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown. Now, Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, led the way in terms of receiving. He had seven catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. And seven, uh, Sammy Watkins also added uh, helped out with 100 yards on six catches. As far as defense is concerned, uh, Anthony Hitchens, a linebacker, led the way with 12 combined titles, uh, tackles, excuse me. Uh, as far as the Steelers go, uh, Ben Roethlisberger also had a pretty decent game. He went 39-60 with 452 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the running back, James Conner, added a rushing touchdown. And as far as receiving goes, tight end Jesse James, uh, he had five catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster also had uh, 13 yards 127, uh, 13 catches, excuse me, 127 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Morgan Burnett on defense had six combined tackles. And uh, speaking of defense, one thing that I will say about both teams is neither one of these, is neither one of them got it. Uh, I'll give you Patrick Mahomes and doing his thing on the offensive end, throwing a lot of touchdowns, Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. Uh, but I don't see how deep these guys can go in the playoffs without defenses. Uh, 37 points is a lot. Um, I expect the good playoff teams, the teams that have gone to the Super Bowl, i.e. your New England Patriots, teams like that, even emerging teams that just have good defenses like Jacksonville, I don't see them putting up, getting 42 put up on them a whole lot. So with that being said, with that being said, though, Patrick Mahomes' second good game in a row. Uh, this is, of course, you know, he was drafted last uh, season out of Texas Tech. This is his first starts this year. He's obviously balling out of his mind. He already has 10 touchdowns in two games. So I will give him his props. But with that being said, neither team has defenses. Now, uh, moving right along, the Dolphins beat the Jets 20-12. to The Dolphins are now at 2-0. The Jets are at 1-1. The Dolphins are on top of the AFC East for a change, but let's see how long this lasts because, of course, this is only week two, and they ain't really played nobody yet. 
Jets, they they are so-so, and they got a rookie, so let's see. In terms of the Browns, though, they weren't so lucky this week. Uh, they lost to the Saints 18-21. They are now sitting at zero wins, one loss in the tie. Of course, like I said before, they got that tie to the Steelers week one. And the Saints, uh, the Saints excuse me, I call them the Aints because they ain't been really about shit. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm just joking, you know. They're one and one, of course. Now the Colts uh, beat the Redskins twenty-one to nine, and they are both now at uh, five hundred, sitting at one and one. Uh, the Chargers beat the Bills thirty-one to twenty. They go up to two and zero, tie for first place in the AFC West. And the Bills they go to zero and two. Uh, this is just a downhill spiral for them. Uh, they're starting cornerback. Uh, Monte Davis, who they signed uh, last year, uh, right around February, he retired at halftime. And pretty much his quote was, I shouldn't be out there anymore. Uh, one of his teammates, linebacker Lorenzo Alexander, said it was disrespectful and he had never seen it. He was like, Pop Warner High School, none of that. And uh, the players are kind of mad, at least the veterans are kind of mad. The coach, uh, McDermott, uh, I think his first name is Sean McDermott, he. He, he all he said was, you know, he told us and that's kind of how it is. We'll just have to, you know, you know, do how we do, you know, and uh, move on. Um, another quote from Vontae Davis. Um, this is the man's name here. He was a 10 year vet. Uh, he was drafted by he was the 25th pick in the draft in 2009 by the by the Dolphins. Um he had also okay timing with the Dolphins. Uh, he really hit his stride, though, with the Colts. Uh, but this is another one of his quotes he had to say. Uh, and truthfully, I do not, referring to the season, uh, want to be a part of it because the season is long. And it's more important for me and my family to walk away healthy than to will, uh, willful, willfully embrace the warrior mentality and live away too late. And I understand that. My thing is, why sign a two million dollar contract in February? You already even you know made your career enough career earnings. A two million dollar contract uh, really won't do too much for you. If you really felt that way today, you definitely felt that way. I would say going back into you know, at least last season. Um, like I said, he did sign a one-year uh, deal with the Bills in February. Uh, before that, like I said, he was with the Colts, uh, where he caught his stride pretty much. He had a couple pro ball seasons. and uh, But in 2007, he only played in five games. Uh, he was suffering through some injuries, and he was cut. Um, so, you know, of course his stats were very limited, but in his career, he's had over, he's had 22 interceptions, 106 pass deflections and 357 tackles. And like I said, he's also gone to the pro ball a couple of times too. So it wasn't like he was a bad player, but, uh, he felt it was time for him to walk away. And I guess you can't be mad at that. Now back to these scores here, uh, the Vikings and the Packers, they, they fight it to a tie. Uh, so they're both sitting at one and zero with a with a tie. And I'm pretty sure they're both tied for one for the first uh, first place spot in the AFC North. Uh, the Falcons beat the uh, beat the Panthers 31 to 24. They're both at 501 and one. And that's interesting because everybody's pretty much tied in the AFC South. If you don't uh, didn't remember what I said about the Saints, they're also at one and one. Uh, and actually, no. Um, the Buccaneers are the first place team right now. They are sitting pretty at two and zero, so that's surprising. I didn't expect that, but this is two two weeks in. We'll see as the season progresses. I don't know how good the Buccaneers are. 
I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, the Texans lose to the Titans, seventeen to twenty. The Texans now are at two and uh, zero and two, excuse me. And the Titans are now one and one, so they're at five hundred as well. And the Rams, they had a blowout. Well, they had a blowout game. Pretty much, they shut out the Cardinals, thirty-four to zip. They're now at two and zero. Cardinals are at zero and two. Let's break this game down a little bit, even though it was a beatdown. Uh, but I figured. I should talk about it just a little bit. Uh, the Rams had a good game from Jared Goff, as you should, with an up-and-coming guy like him. He went 24-32. He had a touchdown, but he had an interception as well. Now, Todd Gurley, he only ran for 42 yards, but then he had three version touchdowns. So, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Cook also had seven recoveries, uh, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. And in terms of defense, uh, John Johnson led the way with seven combined tackles. Uh, in terms of what, well, what the Cardinals did, which isn't a lot. Um, let's see. Well, you know what? I don't even have the stats for the Cardinals. That's how trash they were. Yeah. Well, fuck them. They only put up zero points. They don't deserve no no stats. I guess that was my. That was my subconscious, like, they don't deserve no stats. But, anyways, back to the scores. Uh, the Niners beat the Lions by the skin of their chinny-chin-chins, 30-27. Uh, the Niners are now at 1-1, one and one, and the Lions are at 0-2. Matt, they're already talking about Matt Patricia being in trouble. I'm trying to tell him, calm down. It's two weeks in. He's a new guy. Get over it, you know? Anyways, uh, my hated, the dreaded Broncos uh, beat my Raiders. 20 to 19, and of course, uh, the, the Raiders are at 0 and 2, and the Broncos miraculously are at 2 and 0. I don't know how this works. I mean, everybody in the AFC West is now at 2 and 0, but us, I just, I just don't get it. But we might just suck this year. I don't want to say it, but I think we suck this year. Anyways, the Patriots lose to the Jaguars, 20 to 31. The Jaguars. They're trying to keep on the keep on the good foot. They're two and zero to start the season. The Patriots are at one and one. Um, you know, it's it's hard what to make of that team with the Patriots right now. I don't know what to say. Uh, of course, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but this might be that year. I don't know. It might not look that great this year, but that's me. And uh, the Giants uh, beat the well. Sorry, the Giants lose to the Cowboys. Uh, Thirteen to twenty. Uh, the Giants are now zero and two in NFC in in total play, and uh, the the Cowboys are at one and one. So go figure. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened Monday night, uh, last night, of course. And the Seahawks, unfortunately, were not able to get it done against the Bears. They go down twenty four to seventeen. And uh, this game is actually a little bit easy to break down. Um, let's just start with the, with the stats first. Now, in terms of the Bears, uh, Mitch Trubisky had a solid game. 25-34, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, Jordan Howard, he had only 35 yards, though. Uh, he, had, he only averaged 2.5 yards a carry, so... One thing I will give you is Seattle's rush defense isn't that bad. Um, 
we can start there. And in terms of uh, receiving, Allen Robinson led the way with 10 catches, 83 yards. Trey Burton, the tight end, added a touchdown, and also uh, Anthony Miller. Uh, in terms of defense, Rokon Smith, the rookie linebacker, led the way with seven total tackles. The defense itself had seven sacks. Danny Trevathan had two. Your man, Khalil Mack. <sighs> He also added a sack as well, so it was a sack party for the Bears, and uh, this is what everybody predicted with the Seahawks in their porous offensive line, and uh, we're starting to see it, and unfortunately, um, you know, Russell, he can only do so much, Russell Wilson can only do so much in that pocket, and unfortunately, you know, he didn't have a good lot of Good lot of luck tonight or help from his offensive line. Also, uh, Prince Amu, uh, Amumakara, he also added five total tackles and an interception for the Bears as well. In terms of the Seahawks, uh, you know, your boy uh, Russell Russell Wilson, he had a, in terms of passing wise and his numbers, they were actually pretty decent. He went 22 or 36. Uh, he also had 226 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So, you know, Without the interception and the defense getting in his face, he had a pretty decent game. Rashad Penny, he only had 10, uh, 10 carries and he averaged he had 30 yards. So again, both teams didn't really do able weren't able to do anything running the ball. Uh, they were able only really able to pass the ball whenever you know they were able to stand up in, stand up in the pocket. Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, he had five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Will Disley, the tight end, he added three catches, 42 yards, into and a touchdown as well. And in terms of defense, uh, Bradley McDougal, the uh, the linebacker, he had uh, eight total tackles. The safety, excuse me, had eight total tackles. And Shaquille Griffin, the rookie linebacker, he had four total tackles and two interceptions. So that guy's having a good start to his season as well. So there's a lot of good rookies this year. One thing I will take away um, is from what I saw this week. It's a lot of good rookie play. Um, I liked it across the board. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to wrap this up for tonight. And... Uh, for tomorrow, I'm going to just break down a quick preview for tomorrow. Uh, in terms of the world on the street, there were a couple stories related. Uh, well, one I wanted to talk about was just the Hurricane Florence aftermath. That's one of them. Um, I can't really remember the other uh, news story, but it was really important. And in terms of sports, we're just going to go over three things that I learned from week two uh, and also three three questions that I have going into week three. Three things that I really want to know and three things that I've kind of figured out. And uh, we're going to go over uh, some college football as well. We're just going to preview the games coming up for this week. And... Uh, yeah, that's what we have for now. <laughs> and uh, that's enough for tonight, y'all. I'm going to let y'all have enjoy y'all night. I, myself, am going to lay it down, too. Uh, y'all have a good one. This is your man, El Jamal. And y'all have a good night. Peace out.